Welcome to Color Country Politics, where we discuss all the important political issues facing Iron County, Utah. Our guests include elected officials and community leaders in or representing Iron County. This is episode 74, Candidate Forum 2021, Miley Wilson-Edwards, Mayor. Hey, friends! Welcome back to Color Country Politics. I'm so excited. We have our next series with the mayoral candidates. This is our post-primary, pre-general series of Color Country Politics. I'm so excited that you guys are here. We have our first mayoral candidate with us today, incumbent Mayor Miley Wilson-Edwards. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me and thank you for helping to get the word out about our important elections that are coming up. You got it. That's what we do. Like I say, there's no better season than political season. (laughs) All right, let's get into it. So our faithful viewers know that we ask the same questions um, and we've had sort of the same series of questions um, for the last couple of of, um, election cycles. There's two mayoral candidates uh, coming into the general election. And so we're going to ask both mayoral candidates the same questions, um, but they're different than we have asked before. And before we get there, I forgot to introduce myself. I am Jenny Hendricks. And I am today with my very silent partner, (laughs) Jesse Harris, whose sole function today is to run the computer. He will not be, he will not be seen on camera, but that's okay. His function is the most important because he, gets to click all of the buttons. So anyway, thanks for being with us. Let's get into our questions. Mayor Wilson Edwards, thank you again. So let's start with, just tell us why you're running. You're the incumbent. What is important to you about running again? So first off, anyone who knows Cedar City knows that we have one of the best communities around. We have accomplished some amazing things over the past seven and a half years, and I am so proud of them. Anywhere from no longer having the 1800 hole golf course, we're down now (laughs) to an 18 hole golf course with the prairie dogs being removed from the golf course, the cemetery, the airport, all for uh, health and safety reasons, also making it easier for just the general public to get uh, building permits. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We have, I know it's not always the best during construction season, um, but Coal Creek Overpass Bridge is under construction right now. Nichols Canyon, that area is under construction. Um, Those are big, major projects, some things that people don't always realize is Main Street and 56, those are actual state roads. And so the city alone can't do anything on those projects. Coal Creek Bridge, we can't do anything on that project without uh, the cooperation and literally years of behind the scenes work. We had Main Street reconstruction Mm -hmm. I know that one, um, people needed to put their cell phones down a few more times and realize (laughs) that during construction time, it is more difficult to get around. But these projects have all come about 
And yet we still have so many opportunities ahead of us. Last year with COVID, mm -hmm. it delayed projects. Mm -hmm. um, we had our master plan for the city that was scheduled to be done. And due to not being able to hold public hearings and all of that, it got pushed back. There were so many commitments that I had made to our residents of projects and issues that we wanted to see through to completion that literally just got pushed back yeah. by forces out of our control. Mm -hmm. And so I'm here to finish out the commitment of what I had promised our community I would work on and get all of these projects through to the finish line. That's great. That's great. I love that list. Um, so kind of to your point, the, the issues that a city deals with are constant and evolving. There's, there's not ever a time when a city goes, okay, we're, we're good. <laughs> so the, the issues that Cedar City is facing right now, I think are different than they were, you know, seven or eight years ago. So if you're looking at the city right now, what are sort of the three biggest issues that you want to solve for Cedar City? I mean, going on that, literally eight years ago, it was talking about prairie dogs and websites for mm -hmm. the city. It's crazy to think how far we have come. Water continues to be an issue. It's kind of the giant elephant in the room. And truly anyone that says an issue that's that big that can be solved overnight, they don't understand the regulatory challenges. They don't understand how many agencies are involved in all aspects from finding water sources to the environmental work to just getting through with the state engineers all of that it does take time and persistence and continual efforts so water is definitely an aspect that we will continue to focus on we have acquired hundreds of new acre feet of water over the last few years we have started our recharge areas we have even done things um, updated the entire irrigation at the golf course and put the pond in for 30% water savings. So all of this has been on the forefront and we've been addressing it, but it's something that will continue to be on the forefront as we look at the wastewater treatment plant. We have had a long-standing contractual obligation with a farmer for them to use that water to irrigate uh, feed and uh, resources for their animals. Mm. To just go in and say, tomorrow we're gonna pipe this water to another farmer isn't practical mm. and you're essentially taking a resource away from somebody that already is under contractual obligation with the city and giving the same resource to somebody else. Mm -hmm. And so it's looking long-term. Eventually it would be great if we could, in addition to the agricultural aspect of that, clean the water up um, from, it's currently at type one, which isn't suitable for 
to be around humans. Mm. Clean it up to type one water, then it can be around humans, and then it can come back in as a secondary irrigation system for the growth that's happening on the okay. north side of town. Okay. We can use it to water recreation facilities, soccer fields, ball fields, churches, schools, all of those other aspects that would be on the north side of town and closer to the source. Mm -hmm. We're working in conjunction with some of our other agency partners on a grant right now looking at part of that project would be holding ponds to hold mm. the water during uh, the winter season when it's not used for irrigation. Mm -hmm. All of this is in the works. We have congressional, we have uh, even our state leaders support this project and have been sending us grant applications. Uh, just merely piping it to another farmer will make it so the current individuals, they could just go out and put a well in and take water out of the yeah. aquifer. Yeah. It's really looking for that long-term 10, 15 years down the future, mm -hmm. what will best suit our community. Mm -hmm. Another issue, if anyone has looked outside, looked at home prices, looked at growth is an issue. Yeah. Growth is, it's a double-edged sword. With growth comes opportunities, but it also comes with a need to mitigate the impacts on our current residents. Mm -hmm. And we're doing that through continually updating infrastructure. We have the transportation uh, master plan in the works between Cedar, UDOT, as I mentioned, so many of our roads have that UDOT tie, mm -hmm. and Enoch, because where we're all closely connected, some of these we we have to work together sitting at the bully pulpit will only get you so far right. but it might get one project accomplished but in a city such as ours you have to continually work with these different agencies and so looking at storm drains we had the floods, we had already budgeted updates to every one of our infrastructure master plans mm -hmm. um, before the storms came. Wow. Our budget starts in July. We knew that was something as our city continues to grow mm -hmm. that we needed to update. So that was already well uh, funded and in the works. And we continue to replace water lines, replace sewer lines, replace our aging infrastructure. Um, there's new technology and it's a balance of incorporating the new technology but making sure that it's tried and true tested technology mm -hmm. so we're not necessarily the guinea pig right. community. Yeah. And then obviously there is and this one kind of hits close to home because I was born and raised in Cedar City. I want to raise my family in Cedar City and have good paying jobs and opportunities for the future. So continuing to work with our business community um, for the businesses to both be able to retain and recruit new employees, but also look at 
outside businesses that want to relocate here and make sure that they not only fit our community culture, but that they have high paying wages. At the beginning of this year, I announced two different new companies that were moving here. Both will be paying at least 125% above the county average wage. One will have over 80 jobs. One will have over 130 jobs. And just looking for those companies that are a good solid fit for our community to provide additional opportunities for our residents. We talk about how we export water through agricultural means and how we export our educated children to uh, go get jobs in other places. And I want to look at both of those and keep those two precious resources here thriving in our community. I love that. I love how you call both of those precious resources because they are. That's great. Okay, so you actually kind of hit on my next question, but I'll give you the opportunity if you want to weigh in. So the, the question is, what are the three biggest issues you want to solve in Cedar City? And then what is your plan to solve them? So do you, do you want to add anything? You kind of rolled all of that in there, but regarding those three issues that, I, I, that you had mentioned, anything else as far as what you have in your toolkit to solve them? So what some people don't understand the role of the mayor isn't the legislative role. It's more of the big picture. It's a lot of the behind the scenes, working, meeting, developing and building these relationships. And that's the aspect where there isn't a learning curve. <laughs> so when we talk about water and um, working with the Conservancy District, working with our state and federal partners because all of these projects have a substantial financial price tag. Um, looking at water rates, we are looking at the water acquisition, uh, big picture water acquisition policy for this city. So all of these things are in the works and have continued to be in the works. We look at recharge. I talk about the treatment plant water at its current state as type two. It can't be used for recharge. Unless you get a um, permit specifically kind of exempting you out of the state regulations, mm -hmm. it can't even be put in pivots. It can be used for flood irrigation, which is what we've been doing but it can't go in pivots and even once you get that exemption there's still spacing requirements and all of that from the human uh, literally from being in human contact so it's knowing all of this knowing how to work with the agencies knowing how to progress these projects forward and realizing that they don't happen over I mean, none of this happens overnight. Mm -hmm. Our jobs and continuing to work with our business community. You look at COVID time and you look around the country, if you turned on the news at all, and you see city after city having to lay off people, businesses shutting down. We did a kind of a creative budgeting where we budgeted half of our revenue 
um, from Ju uh, July to January and then did a second one from January to July. We ended up, when Shakespeare and Summer Games said they weren't happening, pivoting, coming up with a creative idea, and safely hosting baseball tournaments mm -hmm. every weekend. It brought in outside revenue, which is our favorite type of revenue. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and sales tax was actually up in Cedar City. When you look at all of our neighboring uh, communities and even throughout the state mm -hmm. where they were in the complete opposite. We had businesses open and thrive here during that time, mm -hmm. which just goes to speak to kind of the grit of our community. Mm -hmm. So continuing down that path of supporting our businesses, working to make our community business friendly, adding resources, the technology component into uh, streamlining these processes, and then just continuing with mitigating the impacts of growth. Good things do come um, with growth. Opportunities are presented for our residents, but there are challenges, and so it's taking the challenges, uh, spinning them to opportunities, and progressing forward. Beautiful segue into my next question. And I'm going to give you these two last questions at the same time because they kind of go hand in hand. So you kind of touched on this. As mayor, you're not the legislative branch of the city. You're more behind the scenes. You're more setting, you know, the tone, setting the vision. So tell us what is your vision for Cedar City? And then along with that, what does Cedar City look like to you in, in five years, in 10 years, in, in 20 years? And how do you plan for that? Like, you can kind of answer that all in one thing. So the beautiful part of Cedar City is our rich heritage. Um, I don't know how many other communities have a heritage and livestock festival where they run the sheep down Main Street while also having a thriving university, a Tony Award winning uh, Utah Shakespeare Festival. So we're very big and it's a focus of mine to protect our heritage while preparing for our future. As someone that was born and raised here and like I said, I'm raising my family here. I want her to grow up just like my parents had me growing up, appreciating and knowing the heritage of this heritage of our community. Uh, Cedar City turns 170 this year. And so realizing the truly um, the sacrifices mm -hmm. that those that came before us made to get our community to where it is while preparing for the future, while preparing for the jobs, the growth, the housing, maybe one day an Olive Garden or a Costco, <laughs> and that's in that who knows how many years down the road. But true, and I say that, you know, tongue in cheek, because that's what we always hear. 
but I want Cedar City to continue to have the quality of life that I grew up loving, that so many others have come here and fully embraced, that I we need to preserve for our next generation. We get that through trails, through recreation, through these cultural opportunities, through the educational institutions and what they offer, and continuing to protect that, but also realizing that we will grow. If a community is not growing, it's essentially dying. So you, we need that uh, growth. We need the opportunities that come with that, but we can't lose sight of where we came from. Beautifully stated. So before we wrap up, I'll give you an opportunity. Is there anything else that you would like our community to know about you, about your campaign? Um, also tell us where to find information, website, phone numbers, all of that kind of stuff. All of that. All lovely. Of that. All of it. <laughs> so um, I, it has truly been an honor and privilege to serve. Uh, I genuinely do this because I love our community and I know that together we can continue to accomplish amazing things and things that we've been written off about. You look at $17 million worth of improvements at the airport and the city's portion, instead of using tax dollars, we did in-kind work. Um, it's That's the way we get things done here. Mm -hmm. We are creative, we work together, we sit down, uh, my approach to a problem, and it has served me well and served our community well, is to bring everyone and sit them around a table, probably quite similar to where <laughs> we are right now, um, and talk through the problem. More often than not, we get so wrapped up in our own perspectives that we forget that at the end of the day, we're all people and that we can sit down and work through problems and usually uh, if we work together we get a better end result and so I will continue to use my background, my education, my experience, my leadership on behalf of our community to watch us per continue to progress into the future and continue to achieve remarkable things. Um, if you would like more information, you can visit my website. It's www.mileywilsonedwards.vote. And since no one uh, really knows how to spell the first name, <laughs> so it's M-A-I-L-E-W-I-L-S-O-N-E-D-W-A-R-D-S.vote. And all of my contact information is on there. If you have questions, reach out. Um, you can reach out to me that way or on social media. And I am just honored to represent our community and continue progressing us forward. Thank you so much. I am so glad that you've had time to come and sit with us and get that fantastic information out to our community. Thanks again. Um, again, uh, the website is MileyWilsonEdwards.vote, 
and you can also find her on most of the social media platforms. Pretty much, yes. <laughs> All right, thank you again, Mayor. Can I do another shout out? I know sure. it's been a really uh, abnormal summer, <laughs> to say the least, with the flooding, but truly how uh, humbling and how much I appreciated uh, standing side by side with so many of our community members. It didn't matter religion, political affiliation, any of that was pushed aside and in the true volunteer spirit of Cedar City, people just rolled up their sleeves to help one another. And so again, thank you, thank you um, for helping your neighbor, helping uh, the surrounding community as we got through that 600 year yeah. uh, crazy rainstorm. Such an incredible, incredible series of events this summer. I don't think I can state it any better than that. So Thank thanks you. again. Thanks again. I'm Jenny Hendricks. This has been Color Country Politics along with my very silent and button pushing co-host, Jesse Harris. <laughs> we will see you next time. Thanks. You've been listening to Color Country Politics, a production in cooperation with Utah Politico Hub and graciously sponsored by Century 21 Prestige Realty at 121 North Main Street, Cedar City. Special thanks to Amoeba Crew for use of their song, Background Indie Rock, licensed under Creative Commons. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Also, check out our YouTube channel where we post video of our interviews. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and our website at www.colorcountrypolitics.com.